1: It's time for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber, brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company, a proud Mitsubishi Electric Elite Contractor.
0: The Athletic was able to speak to the general manager of the Ottawa Senators to clear up some of the conversations that have taken place around his team. Ryan Whitney, if you missed it, uh, tweeted over the weekend, the Senators might be willing to move Brady Kachuk. His response to that, ah, yeah, that could not be further from the truth. He then continued on with a long, winding answer, but essentially denied, denied, denied. He then was asked about teams calling about Jacob Chikrin, their uh, defenseman that they traded uh, from Arizona last year and said, quote, if I'm on the other side of things looking at our team, he would be a player that I would be calling about as well. End quote. Slightly different answers on the two conversations about Brady Kachuk versus Jacob Chikrin. So my guess is Jacob Chikrin is absolutely available at the trade deadline. With that in the back of our mind, though, the deadline on the horizon and the Blues two and five in their last seven games. We are talking to Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues here on BK and Ferrario. Kerbs, appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? Brandon, I'm well. How are you today? Uh, we're doing all right. So, Kerbs, I wanted to ask you about what your biggest takeaway was from last night's performance. Obviously not what the Blues were looking for, but what did you how did you assess that game?
1: Well, you know what, uh, I thought obviously it was a much better game than the Saturday game against Detroit. Than the, more, but yes. Uh, yes, exactly, and I was going to add to that, and, and as well the Saturday game a week before against Nashville. Um, I thought there were a lot of real good positives in that game. Uh, the only difference was it's the same. When the Blues are losing, it's they're losing for the same reasons. Now, it's different players from time to time, but they're losing – for the same reasons. And it has not changed since the beginning of the year. Uh, They're losing because of uh, some lapses in defensive zone coverage. They're losing because of poor decisions at the blue lines. And and that is, you can really look at a lot of it. When you give up the number of grade A scoring chances that the blues are giving up, it's happening because you're turning the puck over at times when your teammates aren't expecting a turnover. Now, that's going to happen from time to time. You get it. That is part of the game. It's a fast game. It's a game of errors. But when you have Kasperi and bringing the puck over the blue line and you've got Brandon Saad and the teammates expecting that puck to go deep so they can and they've got speed through the neutral zone, it, it couldn't be drawn up any better. Instead of dumping it down to the corner where you go get it and you put the pressure on, on, on Winnipeg, he tries to pass it to a covered Brandon sod that's poked away at the blue line. Well, everybody was going one way. The other team comes the other way. And the puck ends up in the back of your net. Pavel, Butchnevich trying to clear the zone instead of going to the boards, looks to Robbie or, or looks to uh, Jordan Cairo right in the middle of the ice. He's covered. Puck gets knocked away. The pass misses him. Boom. In the back of your net, two key plays. It really cost you a hockey game last night. And, uh, and, and, it, it's up to the play. I mean, the coaching staff can harp all they want. They can scratch guys. Casper Kapan is going to be scratched today. They can bench guys. It doesn't matter if the players on the ice don't execute in that situation. So that I think that that's really just the key takeaway for the blues uh, for, for me right now is just clean up the, 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 the gray areas and, and don't make those mistakes at the blue line to give yourself a fighting chance.
0: So the other roster decision by Drew Bannister curves was sitting Scott Perunovich and uh, putting Tyler Tucker. And what did you make of that?
1: Look, I, I, Kapanen and Perunovich both struggled yesterday. Uh, this, you know, Drew Bannister is, is, and he's not shy about saying it. I mean, he, he may not have the, you know that that overpowering physique of Craig Berube. He may not have that NHL resume of fighting any and all comers, although he did do a decent amount on his own right. All right, uh, like Craig Berube, and he may not have some of that 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 you know the, the bravado in his voice. He's saying the same thing though, guys. He's like, "You don't play well enough. I'm going to sit you." He goes, "You know it, that that's that's the way this is going to go. If if you're not doing what we need you to do, you can't be in the lineup right now." I mean, so it's – what I make of it is really the fact that, you know, that they need more out of uh, Perunovic defensively. They need more out of Kasperi Kapanen all over the ice and aren't getting it, so you're putting in some other options. Now the question is, and this has been the question for some of these guys throughout the year, does Nikita Alexandrov see this and take advantage of it, or what does he do? The same thing with Tyler Tucker. Now having said that, Guys, this is a tough game for Tyler Tucker to sure. pop into after having sat as long as he has. So he's ready. He's gonna be excited, but just keep it you know, this is the, this, this is a kiss game for uh for Tyler Tucker. Keep it simple. So you know?
0: so, so curbs, just is a follow-up with that. Like if you're Doug Armstrong and he talked about accountability when Craig Ruby was fired and how he was going to be watching this team, talking about the compete level, if you're seeing that still kind of in this team's culture in the second half with a new head coach, your last straw has to be looking at the roster and finding a change. Correct.
1: Well, they're making the decisions probably very easy on Doug Armstrong, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, they, they they really are. It, it, this would be a different scenario, even if you had just won a couple of these games and maybe you're two points up on Nashville you know, going into your final 24 games. But in the stretch of the five games that you've played since playing the Nashville Predators and a chance to make it a six-point lead, you now find yourself in a six-point deficit. That's a 12-point swing. Nashville won, has won four in a row. They needed the Blues to do exactly what the Blues have done, and it has been a perfect storm for the Nashville Predators. Uh, you know, So if, if you're Doug Armstrong – when you had your meetings a couple of weeks ago and you're like, okay well we're in this you know what do we do with a Marco Scandella? what do we do with you know unrestricted free agents? you know if somebody calls, initially you might be saying, well you're right in the thick of it. Uh, I'm not sure we're giving somebody up for a fourth round pick or maybe a third or a fourth a fifth round pick. Uh, having said that, this will get even more clear over the next three or four games, and now you might go ahead and change your tune on that. So to me, much like Drew Bannister said in his press conference today, guys, that it's the coaches don't dictate ice time. Players dictate ice time, and I, I agree when a head coach says that. Uh, I think it's the same thing when it comes to uh, whatever Doug Armstrong does. The players in that locker room are going to dictate that. So what Doug Armstrong real quickly is looking for is – how did Pavel Butchnevich respond when Drew Bannister benched him in, in Tampa? How did Kyra respond? How did Robert Thomas respond? How does Kapanen respond? How do guys respond? What do they say? You know, I got to think that if you're Doug Armstrong, you loved what you you heard from Thomas and Butchnevich. You said, "Nope, I got to be better. Whether you agree or not or whatever, you own it and you lead your team. And, and so I think that's, those are things that Doug Armstrong is going to be looking for. But, they keep going like this, and they're making his decisions very easy.
0: By the way, just to respond to that real quick, I did see yesterday before the game Robert Thomas was made himself available to the media and said, I have to be better. It starts with me. I want to give a lot of credit to him for doing so. I, I got on it a little bit a couple of days ago about how he he wasn't available after Morning Skate. I, I thought that was a spot where Jordan Cairo made himself available. I, I thought Robert Thomas should as well. He did so yesterday, so good for him uh, for making sure that he was available to answer any of those questions from the media that was there uh, on the road trip trip final question that I've got let let me add uh, real real quick let me let me add to that I I was thinking about that this morning right and
1: I I know I know I don't know how I'm not sure how the general fan thinks of this okay or or how you guys you know maybe, maybe you guys can weigh in on this but I know Robert Thomas has been in the league for a while now okay but you're still talking about somebody that's 24 years of age that except for his rookie year where he was kind of brought along, I mean, that that was a bit of adversity to find yourself as a, as, and you've you've been picking up points. You've been the blues best forward. That's a bit of adversity. And you know what, if it takes a 24 year old, that's not the captain, but is an assistant captain an extra day or two to figure out just how to actually handle this property properly. I'm okay with it. I think I might feel a little bit differently if I was talking about a 28, 29, 30 year old, something like that. Um, I'm, I'm okay still with him kind of growing into certain situations like this a little bit. And, and I thought in the end, he did handle it. Like you said, really well.
0: Yeah. I, I, I wish it didn't take the extra day, but the fact that he was up there and, and he did, so to speak, uh, face the music. I, I respect that. And I, I think it's something yeah. that he needed to do. And I, I'm glad he did decide to go about it that way. Curbs, we'll get you out of here on this earlier today. Um, I made Alex mad because I said, and, and I'm curious where you come out on this during their six and one stretch The Blues were 36% on the power play. They, if you look at the expected goals, I know people take it or leave it, but it's just one other number that you can use as a tool. They were at about 40% in terms of the expected goals for, and a big piece of it, 94% save percentage at five on five. So you have this unbelievable power play. You're getting crazy good goaltending for you as well. Shots on goal, shots against 25 forward, 32 against on average. In your recent two and five stretch, your power play has gone from 36% to 19%. Your save percentage has gone from 94% to just below 90%. Expected goals is the exact same at 40% before, 40% now. Curbs, I'm not trying to take away from anything that they did previously or try to hype them up for what they've done lately. I'm just not sure that the actual performance at five on five and for this team is all that different now than it was previously. I think the biggest difference that we're seeing is that the power play isn't performing at a crazy rate and the goaltending, while still pretty good, has gone back come back a slight amount from being excellent to pretty good lately. Do you totally disagree with that? Is that a fair assessment? Where do you come out on the difference between what they were doing when they were six and one to what they have done lately when they've been two and five?
1: No, I think uh, I don't disagree with you at all. I actually, I I think that you have uh, totally unwrapped one of the great Easter eggs of sports coverage, right? When we follow a team as closely as we follow the Blues, you get caught up with some of the highs and some of the lows, and every now and then you got to take a step back and look at some big pictures. You know, when the Blues won those five games in a row, including those big ones on the road, It was overtime wins against Vancouver, overtime wins against Seattle, overtime win against Los Angeles. They had allowed three goals in all of those games. You look in their last 20 games, and they've allowed three or more goals in 14 of the 20 games. But you're absolutely right. The power play was tearing it up, and basically the power play was keeping them in games. And look what's happened now when the Blues have not scored a power play goal. In the last nine games when the Blues have not scored a power play goal, They've lost six of them. They are one six and oh in their last seven games when they have not scored a power play goal. The power play could have made a difference last night. If that power play ties the game up at two, two with the first chance does Edmonton or does Winnipeg play somewhat differently? Does the livelihood on the bench increase? Does the attitude change? Absolutely. All that plays a role in this. So yeah, I think there was, and the current performance showing probably a little bit of fool's gold you know in some of that success but the question is is okay can you sustain that type of winning now right now they haven't can they get back to it who knows uh it, you, you, but they're to get too bad kind of more to your point they are going to have right now to have really really good goaltending cuz they continue to give up grade a scoring chances and i have and i don't think Joe Hofer was great in Winnipeg i think he'd tell you that um, it was not one of his better games, but that's going to happen from time to time. I think he's had a good rookie season here. Uh, I, Brandon, I, I actually, I agree with you completely. The question is, is can they get a little bit more of the, the, the right play five on five and continue the special team success? to climb back into this thing. And that's what we have to wait and see.
0: You just got to have a power play that hits a 36%. If you can do that, curves, everything will be a okay. (laughs) And appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself up there in Edmonton. We'll see you back here soon. All right, guys. Have
1: a great rest of the week.